Now in the Wings, a programme where artists talk about themselves and their work. Tonight, Druid Theatre Director Gary Hines and actors Marie Mullen, Sean McGinley and Brian Doherty talk about next week's drama on one, the 1943 classic Sorry, Wrong Number by Lucille Fletcher. My name is Gary Hines. I am a theatre director. My name is Marie Mullen. I play the part of Agnes in this beautiful little play. Sorry, wrong number. My name is Sean McGinley. I play the part of the man. I'm Brian Doherty. I play Sergeant Martin, who's a New York precinct cop. He runs the desk in his local precinct. It's about a woman who's trying to make a phone call to her husband. And she accidentally cuts into another phone call and she overhears a plot to kill somebody. I have loads of collections of one-act plays, things that I would have accumulated down the years in bookshops in America and all over the place. And uh, that's, that's where I found it. No, I wasn't thinking of doing it on stage, but, you know, at the time when we were frantically looking for every kind of different way to try and stay in touch with our audiences, whether it be uh, performances outdoors, uh, poetry, live stream, radio drama, obviously, you know, was right up there. So that that was the thought from the beginning. We have always loved the idea of a one act. And she came across this little play and uh, was thinking about putting it on, but COVID and everything. So the next thing was uh, a radio play. And that's where you come in, Kevin. Good scripts are very easy to spot because they're quite rare. You read a lot of stuff and a good script straight away makes itself known to you. It's hard to say, you know, what one particular thing makes a script great. I, I just thought it was great. I, th- I thought the setup was great, the way it's done. You know, it's a neat little piece of drama, just really well thought out and then really well carried off. It was a real treat to read it. When I started reading it, I thought, because I didn't at first uh, know it was a, an older script. I was going, why, why is this? And then I, I, it, I twigged that it's actually a, a period piece as such, and it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Very lean, uh, immediately gripping. I worked on the accent because it's the rhythms are very American and of course the situation is very American and we're brought back to the 1940s and the way things were with rich people in the 1940s. So this lady was a very neurotic, rich person and I just read it incessantly and tried to be as familiar as I could with the with the ups and downs of the story. Oh, well, I think from the beginning, knowing the character, it had to be Marie who played her. If I've been looking for a sort of so somewhat bonkers, neurotic, older character, I've really been going to Marie since she was 19, actually. Um, and then I could just hear the other guy's voices and I just, you know, it was a bit of fun, really, actually, thinking about who to match up with who. We did a, a read-through before we actually came into the studio and I was busy doing something else at the time and I just made it to this read-through and I didn't have anything in front of me and I had forgotten how I cast it. So I had a wonderful 20 minutes trying to discover 
who was who underneath their American accents. Barbara Stanwyck did a movie. It was and it was a big hit when it was on the uh, on the radio originally, and uh, I think they had several different. It had several different lives, you know. Well, I read it first and then I go back and I break it up for myself. Um, I take the, the pathways, say, for not just for my particular character, but the, just the, the arc of the story so that um, I have the whole thing in my head. Then I read and read and read it, Kevin. It, um, it's not rocket science. You, you have to stick your fingers in your ear and read it. You ha- if you're learning, that's the way you learn. If you If you're preparing for a radio show, you have to be ultra familiar and you just have to put in the work. I'm from Ballyshannon, County Donegal. I got into this business accidentally. I was in UCG, uh, now known as NUIG, uh, doing a, <coughs> a BA and a HDIP with a view to, well, uh, with a view to nothing really. I mean, I suppose I was going to be a teacher, but uh, it, it was never something really that I was going to be. And uh, Drew, a theatre company, had just started a couple of years before that. And I'd seen a lot of their productions and I really liked what they did. In my final year in college, when I was doing the H-Dip, I got involved in a one-act play, did three performances, and uh, at one of the three performances, Gary Hines and Marie Mullen happened to be in the audience. And as a result of that, uh, they made contact with me and asked me to audition for a production, one of the first productions in Druid which I did, and I ended up doing that. And it was only going to be one play. And then here we are, 44 years later. <laughs> so I never did, luckily for the, the students of Ireland, I never became a teacher. So. Well, I, I thought I might like to be an actress when I was in secondary school. So I did a couple of uh, draw me, Osquelga. Uh, I went to a, an Irish boarding school in Tumikidi and um, and I, ra- I liked it. So when I came to college, I auditioned for a play that the said Gary Hines was going to direct. And um, I got the part and it was uh, Brian Friel's um, The Loves of Cass Maguire. And I was 17 at the time and she was about 70. So that was my start. And uh, <laughs> I haven't looked back since. Um, but it's but it's hard work and I do love it. And But I love it for the hard work. I was in uh, college in Waterford, where I'm from, in the regional college, as it was called then. It's called WIT now. And um, I'd always fancied being an actor, which was like saying you always fancied being an astronaut. You had no idea how to go about it. And uh, I joined the Drama Society in college and then... There were some people involved with that who were involved with setting up uh, a theatre company in Waterford at the time called Red Kettle. And they asked me to get involved in that. And um, that was the end of college and the start of everything else, really. Inevitably, the writer has been writing on his own. Uh, He hasn't been writing with a bunch of actors around him. He hasn't, he's been in his own room. You're lucky enough that, you know, most of the actors you work with are skilled. So... You're taking skill as a presumption and then it's which would be more interesting, which journey would I like to see more? So, uh, yeah, I got Venetia Bow, uh, an actor who's just come into our company in the last couple of years. She's a terrific young actor. Uh, Brian Doherty from Waterford. Uh, Rory Nolan, who shall remain nameless. And Pete Daly, works with Druid frequently. Sean McGinley. Uh, Marie's husband works with Druid frequently 
and Helen Norton again. No stranger to Druid audiences. So it, once we agreed to produce the play, then we're writing for a group of people and occasionally he will see, oh, that doesn't make quite sense there when you stand that up there or actually, I think I've already said that in that previous scene, so maybe I should cut this page here. That That's the kind of thing. Or also it inspires writers sometimes to say, oh God. I'm, um, Tom Murphy said a famous thing to me once, like quite genuinely. Um, and it was the first rehearsal of In Swiss in the Dark, the new cast. So I'd known him for a long time. And one actor just said, Tom, what does that line mean? And Tom said, I don't know. I only wrote it. Which, like, it sounds like a big joke, but it's the absolute 100% truth. Uh, the actor was forced to uh, make up their own mind about the line. And so... You know, it's that's really what it is, a long, expanded, diverse, uh, exciting, exhilarating, frightening conversation. Uh, Jim Nolan, who's a wonderful writer and director, and he was the artistic director there at the time. Ben Hennessy, who was uh, our main designer at the time. Uh, Jenny Ledwell, who was one of the other actors there. And, a, and an amazing bunch of people as well who are behind the scenes quite often when a theatre company starts up everybody wants to be on stage but uh, the great thing about Red Kettle was there was people who wanted to be in the production side to learn the technical side and uh, it was a it was a great uh, moment of serendipity really that that bunch of people came together and, and made this company you know I have a, a lovely part in Gary Hines' production of The Seagull by Anton Chekhov in Cool Park. And uh, I play uh, the part of Pauline, who is in love with the doctor and who is married to the guy who looks after the um, estate. So she's, um, she's, she's very betwixt and between, uh, um, but, but a lovely, lovely character. It's an absolutely perfect fit. And uh, I mean, I, I've known and loved this particular version of the seagull since it was originally produced in the 1980s and you know being kind of looking for some some way of making sense of producing druid should produce it but how why wherever and so when the idea of cool and uh and the thing came together just it felt like bingo yeah that's that, that there it is sitting there waiting to be done it's the next play you know it's the next um, job that you're going to that is is quite often because it's it's filled with potential. It's, that's the most exciting one, you know. Uh, and I think that's the best way to look at it. There's no point in looking back going, oh, well, we could be doing that again, you know. Uh, but of course, there are, there are great, great um, parts and great shows that have been involved with over the years, you know. Uh, directing for radio, you are not directing the visuals except as you are imagining the scene in your own head. Whereas when you're directing for the theatre, you, the actor is there in front of you and the actor is moving in space. So it's a very, very, very different thing. With radio, you get that extreme close up of that, that marvellous organ, that marvellous facility we have to hear and how hearing things can create images in our mind. I'm, I'm fascinated by the surrounds of it, you know, I haven't, 
you know, sit in a room where everybody is behind microphones to be listening to everything through your ear, to be seeing things like the acoustically supported rooms, like, as you call it, the dead room, which I had never heard before. Um, then to see the skills of something like uh, Ruth Skills, the sound engineer, and, and just like, you know, flabbergast, that sort of that level of skill being brought and then that just translating into this wonderful thing that is like a beautiful warm cap on your head that you can allow yourself to fall into. I directed once, would you believe, and it was for uh, a show with adults for kids. And uh, Red Kettle used to do a, a, a summer kids show uh, back in the day where we'd uh, do, uh, and it was uh, open air performances, but we'd bring it around different parts of Waterford and, and play and it was great it was a great fun thing to do but I directed one of those and uh, it didn't suit me um, because I couldn't I couldn't switch off I couldn't sleep at night it was the, the, the images were going around in my head everything was going around there was so many things that and there was a level of frustration as well because I basically I kind of wanted to play all the parts and um, so uh, as a director you, that's not that's not uh, the way you should be thinking. You should be letting, uh, be able to let other people do their version. But I, I, I all I could see was the, what the, the little bits that go. No, that that oh, you know, oh, you should do it like that. <laughs> so the frustration and the responsibility didn't sit well with me. <laughs> I think the state of Irish writing is changing. I think that I found in the last year or two that uh, writers seem are seeming to become more formally ambitious both in what they are writing about and in the way they write it. So that kind of good old-fashioned Irish play that you at one time you get an enormous amount of, that seems to be disappearing away quite a bit. And the, I'm, I'm seeing more and more plays that they are demonstrating very real skills and are and a, a real awareness in the writer's part that there has to be skills there, that that it's it's not some sort of visionary thing or, you know, they, they structure and skill and how to how to communicate with the audience and and tell the story to the audience. These seem there seems to be a growing awareness of this, which can only be really good for the Irish theatre for the future. I'm so proud of being part of Druid and, and it's grown so much in the last 40 years. Everybody loves to hear about a Druid show and it's developed so many fantastic actors. And who knew in 1975 that it would even last this long? So I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of Gary and all the team and um, and all the hard work that goes on down there. Um, and I love to work with them from time to time myself. It, it's like coming home. Uh, there's been a real softening of borders and you know so for instance if you have somebody who tells their real life story no matter how exciting it might be from A to B that is is not a play or if you have somebody who's telling something passionately about the fact that uh, people should not be homeless uh, that is not a play um, you know, the, to be a play, um, rules, dramaturgical skills, dramaturgical structures have to be observed. Um, and it's, it's not that any of the other things aren't worthy or necessary, but the form of communicating them just by, they, they don't 
become a play just by virtue that they're worthy thoughts. You know, I, th I think anybody who can say they look forward to going to work is a lucky person, really. And that's been more or less the case for me for the last, since I started, really. Uh, so I do feel very lucky to have been around in the right place at the right time, Galway, in, in the mid-70s. Um, and uh, hopefully I'd like to keep doing it for another while, so. It has, it has, and I'm, <laughs> I'm always a bit surprised when I say that, but it has, it's, 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 it's been what, everything I do um, from the age of 19, 20, it's been my life, and uh, it's where I met my wife, it's uh, given me my living, it's um, sent me around the world, it's, um, it's, been a, it's been great, I have to say I'm very lucky, you know, in that regard. No, you just keep going until you drop. I think it's the best way. One of the things I always say to myself, like I'm about 68 years old now, and uh, I cannot understand how I haven't gotten any better at this. I mean, you know, I have been through it 100,000 times. How come it isn't any easier? But it isn't. That was director Gary Hines and actors Marie Mullen, Sean McGinley and Brian Doherty talking about next week's drama on one, the 1943 classic Sorry, Wrong Number by Lucille Fletcher. And as mentioned by Gary and Marie, Druid's latest stage production, Thomas Kilroy's The Seagull, after Chekhov, premiered to live audiences in Cool Park in Galway earlier this month. Directed by Gary Hines, the production was filmed and will be available to view online on demand from Sunday the 5th to Sunday the 12th of September as part of this year's Galway International Arts Festival. For more information and to book tickets, visit druid.ie. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rte.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.